He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together? Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast, the Alfresco Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, June 13, 2023. I hope your week is off to a great start. I hope you can hear me loud and clear. I have moved the recording studio. I'm in the mobile recording studio tonight, and it's on my front porch. So a couple of things. I hope first and foremost the sound quality is hyper clear and in great high fidelity, as you would expect from this podcast every week that you listen to it. And I also hope that I'm not talking too loudly or energetically to be waking up my sleeping child or to be irritating my kindly neighbors. Kind neighbors, kindly, who knows? My daughter used the word well correctly today. She said, she said like, like if it didn't go well or um, if I don't, you know, swim well or play well or something like that, where I was like, oh my gosh, she already knows how to use good and well better than a lot of adults I know. Boy, aren't we better than most people. <laughs> she probably is just mimicking us saying it hopefully the right way, but I was like, this little this little person is, she is uh, quite the vocabularian and quite the great. Anyway, I hope your week is off to a great start, and I hope that I'm not disturbing anyone inside my house or outside. I'm sitting on my front porch what is the hour? The hour is 10.40 p.m. Monday. Tomorrow night, or tonight, as it were, when you listen to this, uh, June 13th, it's Limerick Junction, and we have Dan Weeks, Greg Barons, I mean, some Atlanta OGs here. For, I'm so fortunate that they're going to do the show. Dan Weeks, Greg Barons, Lissandra Vasquez, Damian Turner, and one more person? Oh, yes, Matthew English is going to come over and do a spot. So if you're in Atlanta, come say hello. I'm going to do an extended bit of time up top because I'm working on some stuff to record it. That's right. I'm going to record something, and I'm going to put it into the universe, and then I'm going to move on from that material. I'll tell you more about that the next time we catch up. Sorry there was no podcast on Friday. I don't know if you're sorry or not. Uh, I'm most sorry because... It violates our cadence, right, that there are two podcasts a week. And now, I think for the last two weeks, I haven't put one out on Friday. Just trusting that everyone who listens is going to be getting down on Friday. Which seat can I take? It's Friday. Rebecca Black, you have to understand, had to decide which seat on the bus could she take. I just ran out of time is what happened. And you know where it came down to? And, and hopefully you'll appreciate the fact that I didn't record the podcast when I normally would, either Friday morning or Thursday night. Friday morning because I was up early and I was doing more of what makes me feel most like myself, kind of. But was I trying to accomplish one of two goals? Chiefly, was it financial independence and artistic and creative fulfillment? Yes, absolutely, and that's what I was doing early Friday, Friday, as I was up making money to get out of the system. 
That's what, that's what we all want to do. We want to make enough money to get out of the system. <laughs> so that's what I was doing Friday morning when I would normally record the podcast full of vim and vigor. I also didn't do it last Thursday night, the night before, because guess what happened? My wife and I went out to dinner. How great is that? My wife and I went out to dinner. We had a babysitter. And you know what? We're going to do it again this Thursday night. There's yelling in my neighborhood. I live in a, I live in a big city, so there's going to be yelling. There are going to be gunshots. There's going to be automobiles broken into. There's going to be people peeling out. I just heard a, a stray yell. Anyway, uh, my wife and I went out to dinner on Thursday night, and we're doing it again. We just booked the sitter, said, hey, can you come June 8th, and can you come June 15th? We're going on date night. And we went and had a lovely dinner, had a few pops, and uh, by the end of dinner, we were having no breathers. And I feel like that's a, a good sign in a relationship if you've been together for 20-odd years. And we're still having no breathers. We were having a big chuckle. Not because the people next to us reminded us of Peppa Pig's parents. Parents out there, you know Peppa Pig? You know what Daddy Pig looks like? <laughs> Once again, the maternal industrial complex puts out kids entertainment that makes the dad look like a fucking idiot. In children's entertainment, I'm, I'm talking, we're just talking, I'm going to get back to what I'm talking about. The podcast missing my wife. In children's entertainment, dads seem to be represented one of two ways. They either are cock-blocking overlords being macho and not letting their daughters go into uh, the sea or the land or the North Mountain or the Moana, or wherever. They're big, imposing, overprotective, not overprotective, let's be honest, sexist in the way they treat their girls, different than the way they treat their sons, girl dads. And they're giving us a bad name because my daughter would have, back in the more enfant terrible uh, days, shouted out like, you know, I can't hold her back because the cold never bothered her anyway. So they're either that kind of dictatorial, hard-ass, I am keeping my daughter from achieving her dreams or fulfilling her greatest desires and wishes because, I don't know, because I'm a man and that's what man, men do. Or they're either that or they're just bumbling fucking idiots like Daddy Pig, <laughs> who I do like, though. Daddy Pig, I like. He, uh, but, but he's... You know, he's, he's, he's characterized as a dipshit. The Cocoa Melon Dad, and by the way, if you don't have kids, make sure you go subscribe to all of these services on Amazon or whatever. You want to see Peppa Pig, you want to see Cocoa Melon, and you want to see 30 for 30, The You Part 2, like I watched uh, last night before I fell asleep. Anyway, dads are either overlord hard-ass protective dudes who you know keep their daughters around unsmilingly or they're bumbling idiots who think they know everything like daddy pig um anyway the couple next to us at dinner the other night 
just in sound and shape resembled uh, mommy and daddy pig. And if you know who those people are, you'll understand who we're sitting sitting next to. So we had a great time at dinner. We had a few drinks, came back and bullshitted and had a little nightcap on the porch talking, just having a nice good old time. We didn't take it to the bedroom. <laughs> we, well, we were like, let's go have one more on the porch before the girl gets up at 7 in the morning. We had a great time, and that's why the podcast didn't get recorded. Friday, like I said, I was trying to make money early. The day got full. The day got full on Friday, so I wasn't able to record the podcast. And then I was off into the comedy. I was hurtled into stand-up comedy over the weekend. I did the 8 o'clock show at the Laughing Skull on Friday, and the 10:30 show the 8 and then on the 8 o'clock show i think was aside from limerick last week was the first time i'd been on stage holding a microphone holding my shock in my hand in like 10 days or something like that before i went to california it was almost full 2 weeks that I had gone because there was no Laughing Skull mic on Wednesday and Limerick was just a brief uh, shit talk to start the show. I really hadn't done a set of stand-up comedy in almost two weeks. And as anyone who does stand-up comedy knows, that's too long and you're not going to do well. And I didn't do well. So there. <laughs> just all of my rhythms were off. My, my breathing was off. It was... Um, and I was tr- I was trying a little more adventurous material that requires, you know, the swagger I guess that I didn't have, that I normally have. Like, you know, like we talk about, if you're not the guy, if you don't think you're the guy, you're not. I probably didn't think it, and you know, knowing knowing what I do about taking breaks and then going back up, I knew I was not gonna fucking have a great set, and I didn't. I got laughs, but it just felt gross and awful, and I ran out of there raced home after the 8 o'clock show, had a glass of wine with my wife, which I, on the porch, sat, listened to her. She's in weekend mode, Friday night. It's 9, 9, 9.30. And uh, I'm sitting next to her having a glass of wine, but doing it, hopefully not obviously, sullenly, thinking, fuck, I hate... I told you before, if I don't cry... Hill, I feel like I'm bombing. So it felt like a bomb. And a bomb is a great signal you take from the environment because it tells you, tighten your shit up, dude. So I was sitting there sullenly just like drinking my wine. Like, oh yeah, that sounds fun. But inside, I'm raging at myself. And just that good sitting in the bomb. And I and I think that I'm enough of a sociopath that my wife was not any the wiser that I didn't have a fun 8 o'clock set because you know what? She didn't ask. I don't think. Normally she asks, how'd it go? And sometimes I say, okay. Sometimes say, fine. Sometimes say, it was great. It was a blast. And maybe it was over the weekend or sometime recently she said, do you ever say it was fine when really it was disastrous? And I don't. But if she would have asked me that night, I would have said, it was not a lot of fun, and I was just 
out of rhythm and just didn't know what I was fucking, you know, just not a good feeling. So I seethed in my wine, which is a pretty good life I have. I bomb, come home, have a glass of wine with my beloved, and get to seethe on my front porch where I'm recording this for you tonight, and then go back for the 1030 with the bit in my teeth. I was, I was, I, I was riding that seething rage. Drove back to the club, windows open. Summer in Atlanta. Fuck this. I am not eating a bag again. And I had a real good time. I had a real good time. As a matter of fact, on Friday night, you know what happened? Clay, I was gonna do. My, I think I was. I was close to the end. I think Bob Place and I were the last two. I was going to bail as soon as my set was over and come home and get ready for big Saturday, Saturday. But Clayton English, one of the greatest comics in the world, came into the green room. All of a sudden it was like, oh shit, we knew he was coming. And we had a great time talking shit. And then, of course, he's going to close out the show. And I'm I, right before he was going up, he grabbed like I don't know my keys or something he's like are you out I was like no dude I'm not gonna leave right as you're going up I'm gonna sit here and take notes and and dream to be as good as you are one day and that's what I did and he might have done 20 minutes of which I'd heard two and all the other new stuff was just killer it's so fun to watch really good comics just rip and Clayton English is one of the best so then I got home late on Saturday night or Friday night because Clayton was a must-see TV. And then I even thought about for a little bit trying to record the podcast on Saturday, but was unable to. The day began, I don't know if I told you, my wife is training for the Peachtree Road Race. If you live in Atlanta, you know what that is. If you don't, it's the world's largest 10K, and it has a running race that happens on 4th of July morning. It's a really cool, down, just essentially two roads. It goes down Peachtree Road, uh, which is the iconic road in Atlanta, Georgia, or one of the most, certainly the most, but there are other ones as well. And then when it gets to 10th, 10th Street in Midtown, it turns left and dumps into the park. My wife is training to run a really fast time in this race, and as a result, she's running longer distances than simply... 6.2 miles, so she can run fast and run effectively, I guess. So on, now I just realized what I thought was yelling for my neighbors was, but it's just neighbors two houses down partying on their porch. <laughs> so good for them. Anyway, my wife is training for this 10K and running these longer distances. So on Saturday, she had a you know, a 10-mile run she had to do as part of her training schedule. And, uh, you know, wants to have that done before it gets too hot, before the day starts. And so she wanted to know if I would watch the girl in the morning, meaning from the 7 o'clock hour. And I said, I would love to sleep in until 8, <laughs> if I could, just because I have a late night. And then I knew Saturday I was going to be out all night as well. I almost shouldn't acknowledge that my neighbors 
air conditioner just went on because I have found out that this recording system is almost noise proof. I swear I'm talking, recording things so frequently and there will be my neighbor's leaf blowers in the background and you can't even hear it. This microphone setup, if you're interested, message me at Instagram, yes, Joe Smith, or just email the podcast, yes, Joe Smith at Gmail. I'll tell you my recording setup. So I said to my wife, can I sleep in till 8? She's like, oh, yeah, that'll be fine, because what she wanted to do is go running on Saturday morning before it got too hot. And also before we took my daughter to, to what? Day one of Atlanta Ballet. <laughs> I'm... I'm not overlording my dad or or my daughter, and I'm not being like Daddy Pig. I'm saying, here, we'll dress you up like John Bonet Ramsey and send you into the goddamn Atlanta Bay, Atlanta Ballet, eating disorder factory. And that's what we did. My daughter had her first. She was so excited to put on her pink tights, to put on her uh, Eurotard, as it's called. (laughs) <laughs> it's what it's called. It's not a slur. It's just it sounds redundant, I know, but it's called a Eurotard. Her ballet slippers put her hair up. Who got her dressed? Who put all that shit on? I did, because my wife was running. Who pulled her hair back off of her face and tried to put it in a bun, but didn't really benefit from it as well as when my wife got back? That was me. We had day one of ballet. My daughter was so excited. She's I mean, ballet, a little girl in ballet. Anyway, we went and did ballet, and I, yeah, I actually thought that which started at like 10 o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning, I actually thought about the ballet is like a lot of kids' stuff. They're very firm in their upfront messaging about parents, stay the fuck out of this, okay? It doesn't have anything to do with you. They don't want, I guess, making like little league parents and insane people, so... You know, swim lessons, like the rule is parents stay back, sit over there. Um, Ballet, it's like you're going to sit in the hallway and you're not going to see shit and you're going to like it. So what I thought is, well, I can put her in there. And my wife came back at the 11th hour dripping with sweat. And then, of course, we have to wait for her to get ready and, you know, all that. Maybe be just a minute or two late because of her self-indulgence. I thought about I honestly had the thought, why don't we just put her in there and then my wife will stay there I guess and I'll just wait in the parking lot and record a 30 minute podcast for you I really had the thought but then my wife said and this is how are we helicoptering or we just feel like our time is limited we want to be everywhere with this girl my wife and I both took her to the ballet lesson I don't know we both were there but then when I was going to record the podcast I get it. It's probably spine-tingling to hear about why I did or didn't. All the windows I had to record the podcast. What actually happened was the 30 minutes I was going to use to record it while my girl was twirling on her toes, my wife said, Hey, do you think there's a place around here I could get a coffee? I was like, sure, because you didn't make one because you came home too late from your long self-indulgent run. I have my espresso right here and my cute little cup but I said sure and we drove around got coffee and by the time we did all that and talked a little shit it was time to get the girl out so we got the girl out on Saturday and here is this is why I'm the opposite of 
Moana's dad or any of those guys. We go directly from ballet to a, a class reunion, essentially, for my daughter. I've told you she goes to a <clears throat> preschool, a daycare preschool, where, you know, kids age out and they say they graduate. And one of her favorite dudes, Mateo, has just uh, left the class. He just graduated and he's going to start pre-kindergarten and do his thing. But his mom said, why don't Mateo misses his classmates? We're going to meet at this park and uh, have like a, you know, play date essentially at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. And so it happened to be very close to the Atlanta, ba Atlanta Ballet, north of like where we live, north of the, not north of the city, but it's like up in northern Buckhead, I guess. Who cares where it is? Look on the map for Atlanta Ballet. Then it just so happened that the park where the play date was was pretty close. And so we go over there and we strip out of all the ballet shit. And all of a sudden, my daughter has sneakers on with no socks and jean shorts and an orange shirt with a blue lightning bolt. She's ready to fucking party at the playground. I'm not holding her back. We get there. She rages. And the highlight of the time at the park was my daughter and four shirtless boys standing in the creek throwing rocks at a pipe. <laughs> I don't know what it was like, an aqueduct or something. It was like a it was like a single pipe going over this little bridgey thing or underneath a bridge thing. And they just stood. My daughter, they're all barefoot in this little creek as it's running by them, just throwing rocks having the time of their lives. So I couldn't record the podcast then. Had a nice chat with some other older parents there who I hadn't met. We talked about being public school kids. Now we're trying to shoehorn our daughters and sons into private schools and this ever-expanding arena of douchery we perceive because we're outsiders and that's between our ears, who knows if it's actually there. The people might be very nice. I don't know. But we talked about that. And then all of a sudden, the party's over, the reunion's over, and it's time to come back, have lunch. And here, I'm not laying this at my wife's feet, but I'm going to tell you why I really did not record the podcast. My wife's friend had a birthday. My wife's, one of my wife's girlfriends had a birthday on Friday that was being celebrated on Saturday. And it was being celebrated by going to a pool in their neighborhood. I think they belonged to a, they belonged to a country club. So my wife was going to meet her friend at her country club. This is how fucking great our lives. My wife, this is how great my wife's life is. <laughs> you know what time she's meeting her on Saturday? 2 p.m. They're going to hang out by the pool. They're going to have some wine. They're going to do whatever they do, right? Then they're going to eat. Then they're going to go back to my wife's friend's house. Bullshit. Roll a J. I don't know what to, you know, smoke a cigarette. Not my wife, but, you know, maybe there's a cigarettes. I don't know what they're doing. You know why? Because I'm not Moana's dad. I'm not asking a bunch of questions. My wife said she was going to a strip club. I would just say, all right, have a good time. As a matter of fact, I told you, didn't I? She went to a drag 
she went to Lips. She went to a drag show at Lips. And uh, I was hoping Brent Starr would be working there, the first voice you hear on this podcast, but he wasn't. I, my wife and I don't ask each other a lot of questions. We, you know, we trust. The, I, have I said that? I, I think a, a hallmark, I was talking to a younger person. Maybe it was an Uber driver somewhere along the last six months. I think as a person who's been in the relationship game for a while, a core action that probably suggests your success, which is me saying, here's something I think you should do, right? But I'm not trying to sound too prescriptive. I think if you are the same person, and maybe I'm soft, I think if you're the same person, fuck that soft. I think if you're the same person away from your spouse as you are with your spouse, that you don't act differently when they're not around, it bodes well for the candor of the relationship, for the honesty in the relationship. If you're doing shit differently when that person's not around, then clearly you can't be yourself. Or you're uncomfortable with what yourself means for your partner. Something like that. And then you just get into a game of charades and play acting and pantomiming across the relationship. So I don't ask my wife a lot of questions. I don't, you know, go get blown <laughs> when she's not around. I'm not going, you know what I mean? Like, I'm the same person. I don't say, I don't talk differently when she's not around. And I doubt, well, I don't know, because I'm not around, that she does it that much differently. So I don't know what she's going to do other than she's going to go with her friend who is of means and belongs to a country club. And it usually can have a good time there and see what happens. And I think that we're going to then go on to my wife's friend's house, maybe have a couple people over for dinner, etc. So she left it. You know who this this is? This is my wife's girlfriend who, who's, I told you, her husband got them the box for Taylor Swift. Remember when my wife left the house at, we dropped her off at 4 o'clock and she got home like at, 1 a.m., that nine-hour... You know what this is? I just realized. This is her nine-hour friend. She did nine hours on the evening, the afternoon, evening, night, and late night of Taylor Swift. Four until one. Nine hours. Well, the other day, she left here at... She got to her friend's. She left here a little bit before two and didn't get back until, like, fucking 11.30. (laughs) She's a nine. That's a nine-hour. That's a work day. That's a shift plus overtime. That's you know what that is. It's really sweet. It's clear how much they love each other and they're trying to make the most of their time together, and that's really cool. And I'm glad that it comes at the expense of you. God damn it, the listeners of this podcast. my wife on Saturday is gone by 2 o'clock the girl and I we can get it done don't you worry we did me time and then also she's got to stop waking me up during me time asking me and she didn't on Sunday but on, on Saturday she she woke me up right as I was getting into REM sleep saying and she does it so, so softly and gently Dada is, when is me time over 
Is me time over? Is it almost over? No, sweetheart. But I don't want to be too hard about don't don't work me up like Moana's dad probably would be. Because I want her to wake me up if there's a fire or a flood or some sort of event that I need to be awakened for. Because, you know, that's my job. Anyway, my daughter and I, we knew that my wife was going to leave in the middle of the day. So there is a brand new babysitter coming to town who is a Georgia Tech student. Female, by the way. <laughs> Just playing the odds. We're, we're, we have females. We don't have any male babysitters. And you know what? I've been a babysitter, and I've never fucking touched a kid. But it just seems better to have a female babysitter. What a, it's a bad place to say, what are, what are we doing here? <laughs> Brand new babysitter comes over at, she's a junior, or about to be a junior at Georgia Tech. She comes over at 4.15 p.m. My daughter and I are out front trying to hit wiffle balls, play wiffle ball. She comes over at 4.15, which is great. And the reason she's doing that is because I have, I'm host, I was hosting the 5 p.m. Laughing Skull Best of Atlanta show. Did I mention Limericks tonight? I'm just catching you up on where I've been. And you know what? There's going to be a podcast this Friday as well. And then the following, and then Tuesday and the following Friday, okay? Just kind of catching you up on where I was over the last several days. So, I hosted the Laughing Skull Best of Atlanta show Friday, Saturday at 5 p.m. So I left here at like 4.45. The club's close to my house. Left 4.45, left the new sitter with my daughter who... They hit it off immediately. This girl is so great. And they right, right off the bat, you know, Lade's man, Lade's Moana's dad, they're going to have a good time. I said to the sitter, hey, if you want, I told her, I'm going to go do the 5 o'clock. I'll be back around 6.45 or 7. I'll do, if y'all want to do, you all want to do dinner, do that. But I will do shower and book and bed and all that. And then I'll go back and do the uh, the 8 and the 10.30 shows. If you want, though, sitter, you're welcome to take my daughter down to uh, Park Pool, the city of Atlanta, public pool down the street from our house. You're welcome to go there and have a great time. And they did. And... I did the 5 o'clock show at the Laughing Skull, which was okay. It took a while to get going, in part because there was this boring-ass family. And I mean that very specifically, if they're listening to this. This boring-ass family of like eight from Decatur, but not the part of Decatur with the character or soul, let's say, but the more uptight, white uh, puckered up liberal part of Decatur. Needless to say, it's a very nice neighborhood. Um, but they were there, and it became clear that they're just, you know, God bless them. But they weren't there to have a good time. They were there to judge everything they heard. And the problem with them was they sat 
too close to the stage. They were like in the second or third row. And Saturday at 5 o'clock, I don't know if there were 40 people in the room. They were too much of the population. We got them in the end. They cracked. We realized why they were such fucking buzzkills. But anyway, I did the 5 o'clock show. <laughs> Remember, never blame the crowd. I did. I had a good time. I had, I had fun with them. I, my set was fine. Um, anyway. So, I come home from the 5 o'clock show on Saturday, and what? And no one's in the house. Except... <laughs> Clark, the dog, you know, who gets lost and wanders away occasionally. Apparently, my daughter had left out some snacks. So the dog ate a bag of popcorn. He ate like two bags of popcorn that had yet to be made. So whatever you call those things, kernels. There's like a snack basket in our um, cupboard that has granola bars and popcorn bags that need to be put in the microwave and, you know, like leftover shit from parties, like a couple ring pops and yogurt bars and just general snacky bass, like a snack basket, I guess is what it is. And Clark ate most of it. He ate a ring pop. He ate, I think, two bags of unpopped popcorn, that is, those hard-ass kernels, probably just crushing his teeth. And like a bucket of homemade granola. So I get home. He's panting. The floor looks like a disaster. He's like, dude, can you let me out and get some water? And sure, dude. Wasn't there a toilet that you could avail yourself of? So I, I took a photo of it to show my wife. But I didn't even send it to her. You know, because I don't want her to think about anything other than the moment in which she found herself on that night. I don't want her to think about, like, Oh, the house is falling apart or anything. And you know what? She's been gone for five hours, and she hasn't texted either. That's how present she is where she is. <laughs> you know what I mean? My wife is with her girlfriend. She didn't text her husband asking how I am or asking how the daughter is or asking how the new babysitter is working. She's just off doing her thing, present. So I took a photo to show her later, cleaned it up, and was like, wow, they're not home yet. And I drove down uh, to the park pool and saw the two of them, the babysitter and my daughter, holding hands, walking down the street, you know, headed back to the house. And I said, hey, I sort of waved, pulled over the side and waved. Babysitter didn't recognize me, was creeped out. And seriously, I mean, this is, you know, this is the world in which we live. Here's a guy she's met once pulling up in a car and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And she looked at me cross-eyed and I said, I'm the dad. And she was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And then later she was like, you actually scared me. Like, I get it, dude. It's a fucking dangerous world out there for women. I said, do you two want to ride back up the hill to the house or whatever? And I, I said, my daughter, do you want to you want to ride or what do you want to do? And she's like, or do you want to walk with the sitter? And she goes, I want to walk. So the two of them cutely walked up the hill got back to the house uh, I had beaten them by 10 minutes of course my daughter's going to drag it out and take 2 hours to walk up the hill they get back to the house we do a quick shower we get uh, hair combed out my, I don't even know if we did a shower to be honest with you 
we did a quick uh might have just did like hey it's saturday night you have pool chlorine on your body don't worry about it just have to brush the knots out of your hair and you'll have time to do a book i'm sorry it was Thing lighted up at me. You'll have time to do it. One second. Okay. You'll have time to do a book. Get ready quickly. I said, here's the big how I'm not cock blocking like Moana's dad. I said, if you want, the sitter, whose name I'm not saying because I don't know why, if you want, she can read you a book. And then I'll sit in the rocking chair and, you know, we can play opposites or would you rather or whatever it is, some game like that. We also have a new one um, called Order in the Court where we have to just take a random position on something. Like, I think blueberries are better than strawberries and why? And then you make the case why blueberries are better than strawberries and then the other person has to take side of strawberries and try to, I don't know, it's like, are we trying to instill critical thinking and advocacy, Inqu a spirit of inquiry and advocacy. Anyway, the girl, super dad, by the way, let's, let's, let's go down the list. Girl and I partied while my wife was on a 10-mile run Saturday. We get dressed for ballet. We go with my wife to ballet. Okay, I'm a present dad. After ballet, we go to the park and we throw rocks in the creek. We almost hit each other in the face. Not me, of course. I'm standing there, like, clutching my pearls. But the little boys and the one girl standing in the creek throwing rocks, which is a good habit to instill in children. <laughs> in case you ever uh, live in a space where the Israelis are trying to build settlements in your neighborhood, here, use these things. Then, that's how, that's how present I am. Then we do me time. Then we party and play wiffle ball in the front yard. Then I leave and go do a spot or to go host the, the eight, 5 o'clock show. Come back. I'm here for bedtime. The girl is asleep by like 8.15. I don't, I don't think I texted my wife that, but I go back to the club at 9.00. I have a really fun time on the 9 o'clock, hang out, have a beer uh, with Brian King, who hosted the 1030, and, I'm, and then we're texting the sitter, like, hey, I, I told her, I'm like, I'll be home by 11, because I, I tried to go up early on the late show, but uh, it was past 11, like, I didn't get home till like 1130. And my wife's on the text chain saying, like, oh, I'm leaving soon. But meanwhile, she's texted me, like, hey, uh, my friend and I just got back in the jacuzzi. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Uh, well, I'm doing a spot. Anyway, my wife and I got home right about the same time. She beat me by a couple minutes. I got home at 1130. She got home right before that. Saturday night, which is a long way of saying, my wife was out for another nine hours with her friend. And you might be sitting there listening, saying, your wife is cheating on you. And you know what? If she is, that person has put in 18 hours of work, gotten her a box at Taylor Swift, and treated her to the country club. I, I don't know. Uh, nine hours is a long journey. And then 
and then that was it. Sunday, you know, I'm not going to. Re- By the time Sunday rolled around, there was a window. I was like, I could record a podcast, but then I'd have it Sunday, and you you get it Sunday and you get it Tuesday. It's just a long way to go to say that's why you you know that's why I didn't get the podcast recorded. My minutes were limited, but I've given you I've given you. I've shared my perspective with you this evening. I uh, encourage you to come to Limerick tonight. And you know, my my word is my bond. You will have a podcast on Friday. There's no question about that. Will you have it? I don't know my schedule. Will you have the podcast Friday at noon or Friday at 5 or Friday at just before midnight? That has yet to be determined, but there will be a podcast Friday. This is the Tuesday podcast, and you know what? My friend Alvin Kwai is starting a podcast, and he's done the most brilliant thing. He's put the whole damn thing, or ridiculous, you tell me. He's put the whole damn thing behind Patreon. So you have to pay just to, there's just a a barrier to entry. Table stakes, as they call it. You have to pay just to hear him talking i was like wow he's got i mean he's got like probably like he's got a shitload of followers on social media and that's been his approach is to build his followership through social media and then cull it and then capture i don't know capture it and he's passed at the goddamn comedy seller so clap it up for alvin Kwai. but he has a new podcast and i was like wow that's pretty cool where he he just uh he just tells people to pay him if you want to hear him talk. And it got me thinking. You know I've long thought about this, but certainly over the last several months. I'm tired of giving shit away for free. That's all I'm going to say. Not to you, the beloved and loyal listeners of this podcast. But it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting business model. Give away, give away, give away, and hope you can sell a few t-shirts. <laughs> Before Spotify. Anyway... I hope you have a great week. LNC uh, 15 underscore versus underscore 15. Dexter, Chi-Town Save Me. Everyone listens to this podcast. I'm, uh, I'm grateful for the support. And uh, glad you get it for free, too. <laughs> and you might think that's exactly what it's worth. And there, there's probably some truth in that. It's exactly w- what it's worth to you. What it's worth to you is exactly what it's worth to you. Uh, speaking of 15, I never heard more about your big reveal, and I'm not asking you to reveal it, to, to show yourself, unsheath yourself, but I was wondering if you had any further thoughts on it. And uh, we know LNC did. She shared her, her perspective on it. And uh, I hope you all are well, and I uh, look forward to chatting with you on Saturday. Not Saturday, Friday. And by the way, come to Limerick tonight. I have a feeling it's going to be a fun one. Okay, bye.